You're listening to episode 89, brought to you by RX Bar and Power Sheets. For 25% off your first order of RX Bars, just go to rxbar.com lovely and use the code lovely at checkout. Valid in the U.S. only. And to get your hands on the 2019 Power Sheets before they sell out, just go to boldturquoise.com slash power sheets. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com, in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Ladies, today I have an extra special treat for you because I am bringing you someone who is not only hilarious and incredibly real, but she's local to me, which I think makes it even more fun. Her name is Marisa Warwick, and I think you're really going to enjoy this episode that I have with her where we talk about just general mom life stuff and seeing the good in things even when it gets hard, plus some other really interesting things about the home business that she runs and just life in general. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. But before we get there, I want to make a couple of mentions like I always do. And the first one is leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes. You guys, they make such a difference to the show. And I want to read one that was recently left by admittedly a friend of mine, but her words were so sweet and I felt like really targeted the whole idea of the show and what I'm really hoping to convey. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Her name is Shell Bruzis, and this is what she had to say. Can't recommend more highly. Listening to Cultivating the Lovely has become a treasured part of my week. It is refreshing and life-giving. Join Mackenzie, the amazing host. I know you guys, she's a little too generous, but she's a friend of mine, so bear with it. With her wonderful lineup of guests, I can't argue with her there. As they share their stories, wisdom, and practical advice mixed in with lots of lighthearted and laugh-out-loud moments. This podcast offers solid hope as we all brave the big and small stuff life daily throws our way. You will be encouraged to lean hard on God and to fight back with joy in your day-to-day life as we all pursue what it means to cultivate the lovely together. I love that, Shell. Thank you so much for summing up the show in that way, and it's exactly what I'm wanting to convey with this platform, especially the togetherness. If you haven't joined us in our Facebook group or over on Patreon, I really highly recommend that you do that because we are truly forming a community there and able to encourage each other and learn so many new things about life, taking care of ourselves, taking care of our families. It's a really invaluable space. And we've got so many more things coming into 2019 as we're getting rolling with that. We've been having a lot of new stuff come out recently. We have a brand new Monday newsletter that goes out with things that you can be expecting for the week. Plus, we have a fun new feature that I call Thoughts on the Interview, where you get the the behind-the-scenes look of what it took for me to prepare for an interview, what my thoughts were going in, what I enjoyed about doing the interview with the people. I think you guys are really going to like it. So far, the response has been really great, and I hope to just keep bringing more and more content like this. So if you haven't joined us on Patreon yet, be sure to do so, patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely. Also, if you haven't just clicked that little subscribe button, go ahead and do that now so you make sure you get every new episode of Cultivating the Lovely right when it comes out. Okay, without further ado, here's Marisa. Welcome, Marisa. Hi. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm very excited too. I even put pants on even though you can't see me. <laughs> I feel so honored. <laughs> You should. Yes. Well, to start with, you are my funniest friend on Facebook. (laughs) 
And you're really one of the few people who I think even posts to Facebook anymore. <laughs> but I always know that I could come on there and find some ridiculous thing your family has done or some perspective on normal life that just makes me laugh and brings me so much joy every single time that I see it. And so I've been thinking for a long time, I have got to have her on the show because you're just so much fun. You're smart. You're one of my smartest friends who recognizes me. Yes. (laughs) That's what I always tell people too. If you can't recognize that I am funny, then there's a problem here. I say that to my children. I am so much cooler than you think I am. Yes. (laughs) I have to remind them often, I am funny. You need yes. to, you get, you will appreciate this when you are older oh. and you are funny because I am funny. Right. Yes. And my mother also reminds me of the same thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are I'm, funny because I am Yeah. Funny. I'm becoming my mom too. And I started laughing like her recently and she's got this really dumb laugh oh. that just makes me laugh more. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I always tell my husband, I hope you like my mom because I am becoming her. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. How funny. Yes. Okay, so I want to back up a minute, though, and have you introduce yourself and tell people how we met in the first place. So, Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's a good story in my history. <laughs> um, so my name is Marisa Warwick, and I'm local here in Spokane, Spokane Valley, Washington. Um, how I met you is a little different than probably how you met me. Uh, I <laughs> went to... I went to a homeschooling conference and I, it must've been like six or seven years ago. You were nursing Uh, a baby. Okay. Okay. So six years ago. Yeah. And uh, I actually forgot that part, but I tend to be nursing. (laughs) I nurse a lot of babies. Yes. (laughs) So, So I can never remember, but I was, I was still apprehensive about homeschooling and I go to this conference that I didn't know anybody. And, um, I, as I'm walking in, I can very specifically remember there were a lot of jean dresses and jean skirts <laughs> and I, a lot of button up shirts. And I just remember walking in and I'm not shy. I've never been shy in yeah. my entire whole life, but I remember walking in and just kind of that sentence going through my head was, I don't really see my people here. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if, if I'm even going to choose homeschooling and now this isn't like helping my case because yeah. I don't see like the people I'm going to connect with the most. Yeah. Um, and now they have this loud abrasive person coming in and that's me. And I went to one of your classes and your class was like, I mean, just the floodgates opened of all things amazing. And I remember coming home feeling so filled Aww. and like over, I mean, just things just pouring out of the top of me, trying to explain it to my husband, um, who was also pretty apprehensive, but I think his, uh, his kind of thumbs up for homeschooling came with my enthusiasm and my enthusiasm really did start when I came to your class and all your Aww. class was was describing the different styles of homeschooling, which doesn't sound very glorious, but it was the most eye-opening and it really was a catalyst for me. That is so encouraging. I think, you know, you're probably the only person who walked away with something from that class. Yeah. Then it was, then it was God designed because that was like, that was the starting point for me. 
Yeah, no, I distinctly remember you being in that class. And I think you even asked me some questions afterward. And we realized we had like some similar connections through mutual Mm -hmm. friends and that sort of thing. And I mean, yeah, like you said, that was six years ago. Eventually, we ended up becoming friends on Facebook We've talked many times about actually seeing each other in person. I know. <laughs> and it never happens. But it's because we it's because we have too many kids. Right. Right. <laughs> it is. Like we're we're waiting each other out. Like who's gonna fill their car first with the kids to come over? Yeah. Is what's happening. <laughs> yes. This is true. As they get older, there's so many more things that they are doing yeah. that yes. it just feels like I mean, now my kids are in school and every day I feel like I get a new flyer of, oh, mom, I'm going to be in Lego club and cross country (laughs) and, you know, play basketball and do ballet. And, you know, except for this is funny, Roman, who's 12, but he's so this is such a homeschooler thing that he would do. (laughs) But, you know, he has all these new opportunities that they keep coming and talking to him about in class. And he kept coming home saying, Mom, they keep talking to me about around the world running. <laughs> around what? the world running? I, 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 oh, my God. Is your school taking a trip? <laughs> like, what? Oh, no. It's cross country. <laughs> oh, around the world running. Yes. I love it. So, not quite that far, bud. It's just yeah. really around I mean, the park. Yeah. Give it a shot, though. <laughs> yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. You can do it. Your mom believes in you. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, but you are a mom of three. I am, and I actually haven't told you this, but we are pregnant again with the fourth. You are! Congratulations! Thank you. So, fingers crossed. Apparently, my body likes to miscarry, and that is just part of life, but we're pregnant again, and I am always the most happy when we have babies coming. Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations. So much fun. So, lots of new fun things on your horizon. I'm going to, like, totally throw my husband for a loop and uh and he knows this but we're gonna try and do home birthing which I mean I don't think how much I don't think you can get any grosser than that in your bedroom (laughs) so like what haven't I done yeah try that have you done a water birth right no I haven't because if you do that then that really simplifies the cleanup I mean in theory it really does though I did it three times so you know it really You're good. You'll be good. You just Done. wrap up that thing, throw it away. You're good right? to go. Yeah. I'm going to get a videographer for this one. Yes. I'm, I'm not. Shut up. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you should. No. I'll come, I will. I'll come and <laughs> Facebook live it for you. Let's podcast that. Yes. Can we? Oh, that would be fabulous. Oh, I, fabulous. I would never do it myself. Good word. But yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Never. Love it. All right. But this is one of the big things I want to talk to you about today and why I have wanted to have you on the show. People are like, does she have a book? Does she like, why Why are you having mm-hmm. this person on the show? Because, <laughs> I mean, you guys can hear how fabulous she is, but you've got such a great perspective on motherhood. And even yeah. when things are super rough, yes. you just have such an amazing perspective on all of it. Where does that come from? How do you do it? Okay. So I can say for certain and not just like throwing out a line, but I can say for certain that God has designed my family and my home the way that he has seen fit. And it comes with obviously ups and downs for every human that's ever existed. But 
what I love is, uh, and I also hate, but what I love is I didn't start having babies until I was 31 when we had our first, my husband and I had been married, uh, for like seven years at that point. And, uh, yeah. And it was tricky. It was hard for us to get pregnant. All of our friends were having kids before us. And that part is fine. Like I'm, I'm definitely like almost, you know, to perfect definition or realist. So I just take things as they come. What I like about having kids later is that I got to watch all of my very good friends start having babies and kids and, and all of their grand ideas and all the books that they read and all the the things that they heard and, uh, you know, dreams that they had, you know, they don't come and, and set themselves right in front of us. We have to, uh, pursue and push and sweat and tears and, you know, there's all nighters and you can't really write in a book about an all nighter, you know, obviously moms, we all talk about being tired, but you don't experience it until you experience it. Yeah. And what I liked was watching my friends go through it and seeing the really good, the bad and the ugly. And then being a realist, being a realist, having babies. Um, I think I had a pretty good foundation of the reality of motherhood, not only how fast it goes, but also how long the nights are. And, you mm-hmm. know, the illnesses make us cancel everything under the sun for like two weeks. And, yeah. you know, as a scheduled person and a multitasker, like that can just ruin a human's world. Yeah. Uh, so I loved watching my friends go through this. I think it gave me some good perspective. Uh, the part that sucks about having kids later is good gravy. I could have done all nighters way better (laughs) when I was like 17 years old. So I don't know, like I might encourage my kids to start having kids at like 17, which (laughs) I don't think I'll get like some good feedback from other people, but holy cow. I mean, I'm I'm almost 39. Like all nighters are not as cool as they used to be. Well, I mean, I had my kids over a span of nine years. Like, I mean, you're kind of, you're doing that too. Like you can tell the difference. I mean, my first baby was born a week before I turned 22 (laughs) and that was a whole different ballpark than when I had a baby at 30. I was like, oh, this is so much harder on my body. And, you know, just like (laughs) mentally even, you're just like, really? You can't take care of yourself yet? Uh (laughs) I've done this for so long. Yes. You had your last baby before I had my first baby. Yeah. I don't know. God better make me live forever because I... I feel like I'm going to be extremely old when my kids are adults. Oh, but you have so much wisdom to offer them. Oh, so, so there's much. that. There's that. No, really. I, I laugh a lot. And that's, yes. I'm, yes. And I am, I am definitely happy with my life and the things that, you know, have been put in front of us. And I just, my bottom line is God loves me and he loves my kids more than I do. So yeah. he better have control of this because I do yeah. not. Yeah. We're going to take this little break to talk about RX Bar. You guys, if you haven't heard of them yet, then you need to know that RX Bar is a whole food protein bar. 
What does that mean? Their bars are made with real whole ingredients. They want to be transparent and upfront with customers, which is why they label the core ingredients, egg whites, dates, and nuts, right on the front of the package. And then they have all of their flavor components on the back, like real unsweetened chocolate, coconut, apples, etc. Beyond being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX bars actually taste delicious. They don't need the fillers, the additives, the chemicals, or the added sugar. Their adult bars come in 14 delicious flavors. Our favorites happen to be the peanut butter and the chocolate sea salt. I'm a big fan of both of those. And my kids actually really like those ones as well. But did you know that they actually have a line made specifically for kids? Because parents expect the same high quality, clean label nutrition for their kids as they eat themselves. RX Bar knows that parents often have to compromise when it comes to kids snacking, but they wanted to provide an option that fits our modern lifestyle and nutritional expectations. The kids line has the same whole food ingredients as RX Bar. They're just a little bit smaller with kid-friendly flavors. Plus, the texture is also softer and the nuts are chopped up into smaller pieces. They have six flavors like chocolate chip, a big favorite for my kids, peanut butter and jelly, double chocolate chip, and peanut butter chocolate. And both the adult and kids bars are gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free and have none of the artificial junk that a lot of others do. They're perfect for us parents before or after a workout, for breakfast on the go, snack at the office, or to keep in the car. That's my favorite place for them. And they're perfect for kids in lunchboxes. This has been a big one for us this year. An after-school snack, to have in a sports bag for before or after practice, or in that car glove compartment. I'm telling you what, it's a great one to be able to whip out when they are starving. RX Bar is offering you an exclusive pack of six adult bars and four kids bars so the whole family is able to enjoy them. For 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com lovely and enter the code lovely at checkout. This is valid in the U.S. only. Again, go to rxbar.com lovely, code lovely, valid in the U.S. only. I think that's such a good perspective to have because you can tell like I actually went through your Facebook feed and I was like, is there just any, even any one specific thing I could feature on the show? Yeah. <laughs> but there's just so much that it's just like real life, but you just embrace it for what it is. And I think that that can be really hard for moms yeah. to do. Cause I think a lot of times we're just fighting against it. I agree. And you do a good job of it. Thank you. And yeah. I will tell you, like my husband gets the brunt of it. So obviously <laughs> Facebook doesn't get the brunt of yeah. anything horrible. Um, you know, so there is that like the worry or the fear, you know, or I mean, my goodness, my four year old, um, you know how you have differences of all of your kids and all of my yeah. kids process pain differently. The seven year old who's my oldest He'll tell you if he might think he's going to possibly be hurt in the next near future. And then, <laughs> and then you'll hear the process, the progression of it. Like, Oh, you know, I, you know, my finger does hurt now. And then like, it's like, you know, level 10 when it really is just a small sliver. And so him, we kind of just, you know, sort of take with a grain of salt when yeah. he has pain, which doesn't sound like a very caring mother. <laughs> no, um, true. There are right? times. Yes. 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 And then often, like you'll hear me say this often to my kids is rub it. Just rub it. <laughs> so I felt bad the other day when my daughter, the youngest got hurt and the oldest told her you should rub it. And I'm like, well, it's good advice. Like just yeah. rub it. Um, but the four-year-old, the middle one who's bananas, he, he doesn't tell you he's hurt until it's like emergency room hurt. 
And I mean, I've walked through the house following trails of blood to find him somewhere. And he doesn't even know that he cut the back of his ankle. And I'm like, okay, let's clean this up. I mean, and we had one night he started screaming. The four-year-old was just the pain came within like two minutes and I thought an appendix was bursting or something. Yeah. And and we got him in the car and, okay, husband stays home with the other kids because it's midnight. Obviously, that's the only time we're yeah, allowed to have emergencies. Yep. And then take him to the hospital. And while we're going, you know, the listening to him scream in his car seat and never experiencing pain with him on this level, thinking something's bursting. And now he's diarying in his seat and I'm in the front seat crying and I'm not a crier. We get to the hospital. He threw up on me at the front desk and then he diarrheaed on me in my lap. And I'm just sitting there going like, okay, this is going to be a good Facebook post. (laughs) This is going to happen. Like everybody around, you know, I mean, it's just life. Not one parent has not gone through the things that I've gone through. I just think that I put vocabulary to, to what is happening. Yeah, you do. And the other part of it, that I think also a lot of people are, you know, scared to do that you do so well is you are just authentically yourself. You are unapologetic about it. You say (laughs) what's on your mind. You are just, you let your personality shine and it serves you so well. And I wish that more people would do the same thing instead of trying to blend in more or doubting themselves constantly. You just... In a world full of moms who really like to judge each other a lot, you just kind of push it all aside and you're like, I'm just me. And then nobody cares. Nobody cares because everybody's busy momming their own kids. So nobody cares. And also, I think, too, I think there's part of that comes with a personality, obviously, that, you know, you can't I can't. I couldn't have made my personality. Yes. I mean, it just is what it is. And um, I have always had a personality that's a little more aggressive. So I find that even if people are judging me, I find that they don't say anything to me about right? it. I've, I've so... kind of had a similar experience with that yes. as well. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm cool with that. You keep your mouth shut and I'm just going to go on being a horrible parent for a few minutes. Yeah. That's so funny. I've talked about it a lot on the show before, but um, especially a few years ago and still to a certain extent today, but I was in like this homeschool group with four other moms and they were all the sweet moms. Yes. And then there was me. (laughs) I I love sweet moms. (laughs) I know. Like they are everything I aspire to be, but then I am the one in the group who says what everyone's actually thinking. Yes. And so... You know, I always felt a little like I'm the spicy mom, you know, but <laughs> I, I sometimes the sweet needs a little spicy to set it off. Uh-huh. And I totally agree with you that like I've spoken at homeschool conferences before. Of course, you know, I know we're not homeschooling now, but I've spoken before yes. about like how to deal with naysayers and that yes. sort of thing. And people would say, well, I've dealt with this. I've dealt with that. And I'd say, oh, I haven't really dealt with that because yeah. I'm just pretty upfront about, well, this is what we're doing. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And the more certain you are of what you're doing, that like, what do people can't argue with your story? No. So if you just can be you, then you don't have to argue with as many people. 
right? Yeah. I always remind myself too with, with homeschooling, especially like there's something volatile that just yeah. stirs up in yeah. people. And I'm just going to say, including myself when it comes to schooling our children and, you know, we're protective and we're purposeful and, you know, moms are very uh, focused on what their children are exposed to. And I have to remind myself, I mean, you've, you've seen my Facebook page, so I get, yeah. uh, I get some good, diverse conversations happening, um, especially concerning homeschool stuff. And uh, I would say, I mean, I've got a good half dozen public school teacher friends. Some of those public school teacher friends actually homeschool their kids and they still work in the public school. Um, What I like is just creating space for people to have conversations, creating room for people to have opinions, and then just truly, truly reminding myself I do not know everything, and as yeah. much as I generally think I do, I've been put in my place before, so yeah. I can still have an opinion. I can still choose what we're doing, and truly, I choose it because I have an opinion about it. I didn't just yeah, fall into exactly. homeschooling, yeah. but um, you know, to also have some grace in that uh, I I definitely have said out loud many times, we will never homeschool our kids. (laughs) And so at some point my mind had to be changed. And I think God had to do with part of that. And then research had to do with some of it. And, um, you know, I just have to remind myself I've at 30, almost nine, I've put my foot in my mouth enough times that I may be wrong. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And that's, that's a hard one thing especially when you have a personality like you do or I yeah. do because there were definitely and I think this is also d- the downfall of having children when you're 22 <laughs> is that you've done all the research and you know all the things and you uh-huh. have to share them with everyone else and yeah. so I've reined that in over the years for yeah. certain and learned how to do it you know a little bit more tactfully and gracefully the whole you know be bold and gracious yes <laughs> gracious part is gracious is key you That's know, silly. I know. But <laughs> there, I mean, especially for my last year, it's been such a humbling experience yeah. and having to reassess everything about our life and still really believing that certain things are better or so great and good, but not being able to do them or, you know, but being willing to say, like you said earlier, but God loves my kids even more than I do. And he will make a way in the darkness and he will provide a path, even if it isn't what I had originally thought it would be. And that he can work wherever he wants to work. And it's really hard to come to that place. And I think like you were saying, especially with education, I think that education probably even trumps um, like birthing choices. I would say that birthing <laughs> yes. choices come second to yes. educational choices because not yes. everybody really wants to like care about the birthing choices. Like some Mm-mm. people, it's just like, just sign me up, get me into the doctor, give mm-hmm. me my epidural. We're good to go. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. That's just, you know, there's a lot more people that do that than just say, I don't really care how my kid is educated. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. going to do whatever. Like, no, this is something that most parents have given some serious thought to. And so I think that causes us to have some very volatile and often ungracious opinions. It's true. About our choices. It's true. 
And I've been victim. I mean, not victim. I've been, I've done that. I've done that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I think too, that we, you know, with homeschooling or any kind of education style, um, now we're more incorporating, uh, fathers, husbands, men Mm -hmm. into the, into the opinion and the story. And, uh, and so then more opinions come in versus oftentimes with birth, it's generally, you know, mom's idea, uh, and homeschooling or schooling lasts so long. It affects so much and it's ever changing. I mean, I can't say what my kids are going to be doing in five years or their personalities or their needs or desires. Uh, I can only say what my hopes and goals and dreams are, and we're going to pursue in that direction. But having grown up in a family of four kids, knowing that parents did not choose certain directions for, you know, some of our choices as kids uh, to go, okay, that's going to happen to us too. We're not going to choose some of the things for our kids. Yeah, that's so true. Being aware of that things are always fluctuating and you you have to have a certain amount of flexibility in your parenting. Yes. It's not easy. It doesn't come <laughs> what? naturally. I know. What? I They're not all going to behave exactly the way that I had planned. Mine uh, will. Yes. My, my children will. will never do that. No. And I, I saw like the, the first day of school picture. Yes. <laughs> Which is just so classic and wonderful. Right? We'll have yeah. to like, you'll have to send it to me and we'll put it in the show notes because it's I love it. such a great homeschool first day of school picture is perfect yeah I think they were all dressed no maybe one was in, maybe I think one was Elsa or no Anna yeah it was great perfect I mean normally I have like two in their underwear so yes that that's impressive <laughs> that was very much the case for us for many years it was either underwear or I was homeschooling like Iron Man and Hulk yes so Totally a change of pace, though, along with being an awesome mom and just general person, you (laughs) also are a work-at-home mom. I am. This one gets a little weird. This is, (laughs) I did, I did not, I did not expect for this to happen. I'm a 20-year restaurant worker, so I bartend and I'm a waitress. I think we call it serving now. 20 years ago, it was okay to say waitress. Um, But I have always had a job and I've always liked the flexible jobs. But the last three years, I've been solely in direct sales with a company called Norwex that's uh, green cleaning or cleaning with cloth and water versus Mm -hmm. synthetic chemicals. But the weird part about this is just like homeschooling or home birthing, I would never have been a salesperson ever. And I truly, uh, for three years now, I've successfully had this green cleaning direct sales business that has supported our home and family. And I have to work no matter what. So this blows my mind, I think, more than anything. Well, I think it's amazing for a lot of reasons. I mean, first of all, especially with a company that is all about cleaning products, I think I expect it to be someone who just really is like always putting it out there that we've always got it all together. And that's not what you try to perpetrate at all. Like you just put it out there that like, look, things are rough around here right now. And this kid smeared this here and there. And yet you're like a salesperson for cleaning Uh products. And so I kind of just love that. 
to begin with. The, the irony is rich. In fact, I'm glad my husband's not on this podcast because <laughs> he, I think, laughs the hardest at the idea that I uh, sell and teach people how to clean their homes without chemicals. <laughs> He's like, how is this your job? You are the worst cleaner in existence. And I'm like, so but funny. when I do clean, <laughs> I I'm do it not right. using chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so that's so what I do. Great. Yep. So that's my first part of just being impressed about it. But I have I have done my fair share of multi-level marketing and have fallen on my face each time because yeah. even when I really love the product, I'm like, but if you don't really like the product, then you probably shouldn't buy it. And even though I think it's great, <laughs> like you might not. And so, yeah. you know, so that doesn't really sell things very well. And so you have found a way in a company that has been around for a little while now. I always yeah. kind of feel like, oh, you got to get in kind of on the ground floor to really do well. Mm -mm. But you've done really well. And yeah. how have you done that with multi-level marketing from someone who's failed five times? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, you actually can get away with selling and saying just that horrible line of, <laughs> you know, you don't have to get it if you don't want to. In fact, I say that often, um, but it's similar to homeschooling for me in the sense of I wouldn't have done this at one point in my life. And now I can't unsee this or unknow this. Yeah. And so I'm just going to give you the information. And it just so happens that Norwex in particular meets too many needs That's to true. pass up too many people. And I would say that something that uh, does well for my business is is my honesty. Um, yeah. I'm pretty forward and I'm direct and I'm honest and I'm funny. And, yep. uh, you know, I, people can take it or leave it. I say that often at parties, you know, take it or leave it. I'm never going to come to your house. And if you're cleaning with Clorox, I'm not going to gather up my children and leave because you're <laughs> killing my family. Like it's, I don't care. I mean, I cleaned with, you know, all the chemical cleaners for 34 years and, um, just found something different and better four years ago. And I'm telling you, I don't know how high I was or what was happening hormonally, but I was nine months pregnant with my third when I joined Norwex. And in my head, how it went was, okay, I'm, I'm already knocking over liquor bottles at the restaurant and it's just not as, it's not as cute as you think it is. Yeah. Uh, so like cute pregnant bartenders, like no, normally people don't, you know, talk yeah. about that. So I knew I was going to take 12 weeks off to have my third baby and it was coming up pretty quick. And I thought, okay, I'll sign up with this weirdo company. I've been using the products. I'm not like a big drama, like, oh my gosh, I love this. It's the best in the whole world. I was pretty hush hush about it, but I, my thoughts were whatever I make in this three months that I have off is just free money because you don't make maternity leave at restaurants. Yeah. And um, it just so happened that three months went by and it was so easy to talk about Norwex that my bills were literally covered. And wow. so since they're covered, it's like, well, I'm not going to go back to restaurant if I don't have to. Yeah. So we went three more months and then three more months and three more months. And it just became this running joke that I never – I never quit the restaurant. <laughs> I just kept waiting three months to see, yeah. uh, kind of under the, you know, the guise of, Oh, you know, just being home with baby and my kids, but I'm doing this in home business and I'm literally like doing, I'm 
air quotes here, parties at people's homes, selling things to them and their friends, which is just so weird. But the gold is that Norwex is absolutely top notch. It really and truly does save time, save money, create less waste. The health benefits are, I mean, just that's become the number one reason in my home before it was money and time. I'm a money and time person, which sounds way greedier than I mean for it to. (laughs) But the reality is I used to base everything I purchased on how many shifts that would cost. And I like being home with my kids. And so, I mean, poor my husband, who's a dreamer and I'm extremely pragmatic. So, uh, he'd have all these dreams and I'm like, can't afford that. Can't afford that. Can't afford that. Cross it off your list. Cross it off your list. So if I ever wanted, say, to buy a pair of new shoes, um, you know, and it's like half a shift at work, it w- it's kind of easy to say no to. Like, I don't want yeah. an extra, you know, I cloth diapered. Yeah. I cloth diapered for six years yep. and there's nothing glorious about cloth diapering. Nope, I like, too. that is some rancid business. But every time I'm sloshing out a diaper in the toilet, I'm like $6,000, $6,000. I've <laughs> yes. saved $6,000. And that makes it way easy to get poop on your fingers Yes, when, you know, I Until can you be... get to baby number four yes. at about <laughs> year or about 15 months, you're like, I'm not so sure I care anymore. Right? <laughs> For sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was the day we found out we were pregnant was when I had my husband pack up all of our cloth diapers and put them in the garage. I'm like, could oh, you go, so funny. could you go get those out again, please? Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I've been there, done that yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm just extremely pragmatic. Things have a bottom line. And I always, as far as direct sales goes, um, I do work really hard. I mean, I, I usually do about eight to 10 parties a month, which is ridiculous, yeah. but I, in my head, I would have, I would have bartended, uh, eight to 10 shifts a month yeah. at the restaurant. So I just swapped it out. And every time, in fact, recently I was talking to my husband that I feel overwhelmed and inadequate, and I'm just failing at the leadership aspect of my job. I want to get myself, you know, better tools and better organization. Um, but the bottom line is that I have to work no matter what. And I do have like four restaurants that I could go back to right this second if I needed to, but I don't want to. I enjoy what I do. So I put in the work and the trickiest part is that I don't have a boss writing my schedule. I write my own schedule. So if I choose not to show up, I'm really not going to fire myself. And so then I'll choose not to show up again and then I'll choose not to show up again. Whereas when I look at, you know, what I need to have done, I go, okay, I, I know that the money is there. I know that I can make it. I know that I don't have to lie or manipulate to get there. I do have to show up though. So that's yeah. kind of where the fire comes. Um, I just, I have to show up and people can make their own choices. Um, but this, I mean, this has just been nuts. I cannot believe I've been direct sales, selling green cleaning. Um, but it is truly been life-saving. So I love it. I think it's amazing. And I mean, I definitely think it has a lot to do with your personality and people just being attracted to you and what you have to offer. Because the fact that just when you said like eight parties a month or whatever, I would have like, I'd book a party (laughs) and 
two people would come and they'd both mm-hmm. be pretty annoyed that they were there because their friend invited them and they felt like they had to and they knew they'd yeah. have to buy something just to appease their friend. And yeah. so they'd come and then it's like, anybody want to have a party? No? Uh-huh. Oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> well, we're done here. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I that's the most overwhelming aspect is uh, if you work for somebody then, you know, a customer telling you no is no skin off your back. You know, like if I offer yeah. like, I don't know, a mojito and they <laughs> say no, I'm not like, oh my gosh, they totally don't like me, whatever. Uh, they're never coming back. Whereas when people say no at a party, I'm the only one representing me in Norwex. And so they're saying no to me and yeah. it, it can feel hard. Um, but the, I mean, just for me, the bottom line is I can't, do something if it doesn't work and Norwex keeps working. Yeah. So I just keep showing up. And then over time, you already know this when you have something successful and you have, you know, maybe a bad month or a bad week or, um, you know, a bad party. Uh, I already know the outcome in the long run is that people have just been introduced to something that's life changing. And I hear back from them two weeks later, six months later, one year later. Interesting. Yeah, so that's that is also one where of those the products that where you could really see that happening. You know, mm-hmm. Jamberry nails, not so much. No, but, <laughs> but Norwex, when it's something you use on a daily basis and it's like yeah. a life changing thing, I could totally see how that would be the case. Yeah, well, you have friends who you know didn't have kids with health issues all of a sudden be put in emergency situations with allergies or asthma or eczema or you know skin or cancer all of a sudden things get thrown on them to where their doctors are saying, okay, chemicals have to go. I'm getting that phone call that week. Like, Hey, how do I get this in my home? And I'm like, Hey, I'm your girl. Yeah. Well, I think it's awesome. And I'm, I just, I applaud you having been in those trenches that you've really made it work and you've done a good job of doing it. And I totally get the whole like having to show up thing because even though I'm not doing an MLM right now, I Mm -hmm. do work for myself and it's really hard and there's lots of distractions and you really have to commit to, you know, just last night I had, you know, said, okay, I'm going to just wait till later to edit this podcast episode that goes <laughs> up, you know, in the morning thinking, oh, it's probably a short one. No big deal. I'm going to hang out with my dad and we're going to watch mm-hmm. the rerun of the Emmys. Like no big deal. <laughs> and then, oh, I get home and it's a 20 minute podcast. that's going to take me an hour and a half to edit. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, well, I, it's my own fault. You know, yep. it's nobody's fault but my own, but I've got to get it up by the morning. So you just buckle down and you have to do it. And it can be really hard to do that sometimes. But when you know that underlying, like, but this is why I'm doing it and my family's going to benefit from it, then you can pull it out and make it happen. All right, you ladies have heard me talk a lot about power sheets lately, and that's largely due to the fact that I genuinely love them and have purchased them for myself now two years in a row, and that we're going to be incorporating them more into our Patreon community in the coming year. I want you guys to get your hands on this resource because it has been the best-selling goal planner seven years running. Let me just tell you a little bit about what this planner is if you're unsure. It's perfect for anyone who is trying to set goals and get their life on track and make sure that their ideal are lining up with what they're actually doing in their life. It's for students, empty nesters, corporate professionals, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, any season of life that needs a grace-filled system that works. 
It has 12 months of intentional goal setting worksheets to help you make your goals a reality. And the signature Power Sheets Prep, which is my favorite part of the system, is a process that helps you uncover the right goals for the season of life that you're in right now. The trusted goal coaching on every page helps you stay motivated and on track. There are exclusive seasonal worksheets to refresh and refocus your goals each season. This was another really favorite part of the whole process for me for 2018, and I'm really looking forward to doing it again in 2019. Plus, there is exclusive access to their free library of downloadable wildcard pages that you can add to your planner to make it even more customized for you. Throughout 2019, in our Patreon group, we are going to have an accountability group where we are helping each other with our goals, looking over our pages, making sure that we're staying on track, actually following through with it. And I have heard such a positive response from the ladies who are looking forward to doing this for 2019. It's such an amazing resource. I can't recommend it highly enough. So if you want to get your hands on them before they sell out, because they do every single year, just go to boldturquoise.com slash power sheets and you can get yours today. Again, that's boldturquoise.com slash power I think one of the biggest things for my job and my children, uh, a, a kind of a core theme is, is I have choices and gosh, that just sounds so much like my mom. I have choices. <laughs> I have choices. So I can choose to show up. I can choose to do this or I cannot. There are consequences with it. And if I'm willing to take those consequences, you know, there's generally a dollar attached to it or time attached to it. And if I'm, yes, (laughs) right. Oh my gosh, sleep. Uh, So I, you know, that's, it's just all about the choices that I make and I'm, and it's hard. My kids are in that younger chunk that, you know, seven, four, three. And so people are still peeing in my bed, which is fantastic. You know, that takes up your morning and now you're late for something. And, you know, so then I have to look at that ahead of time and go, okay, do it now because yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen later. Yep. Oh, it's so true. I need to tell myself that yesterday. <laughs> but I'm on top of it for tomorrow. I already have tomorrow's done. So I learned my I love lesson. It. Good for yeah. this week. Yes. For today. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So what does a typical day look like in your life? Oh gosh. Okay. So I think we define hot mess and (laughs) I I'm okay with it mostly because I can't change it. I mean, I'm sure I could, but just this portion of my life. And again, my husband sort of takes the brunt of this. I love being present with what's in front of me. And often that's my kids. They're with me pretty much 24 seven. And so, um, my husband lets me sleep in until he leaves for work at eight o'clock, which is pretty fantastic. I'm still in my head, a night owl from 20 years of restaurant. So I tend to go to bed between like 11 and 1230, which is stupid. Um, but then, you know, he lets me sleep in and then I've got usually like that weird cereal mess of whole bowls of milk with, some cereal in it still on the counter and cereal on the floor. And and that's how I come out. Um, my day, gosh, I wish it was so much more structured. I would thrive if I had like some boot, like (laughs) drill sergeant come in and like make me do things at certain times. What I tend to do is I'm always playing catch up where if somebody shoots me a text, maybe a customer, I'm responding to that text. And then 
if we start a, you know, a worksheet or working on a book, uh, then we're working on that for a little bit until someone has to go potty and then they're going potty. And then I see laundry on the floor. So I put it in the washer, but I don't start the washer because the phone rings. And, uh, you know, I have dishes that in my head are like, get the dishes done, get the dishes done, but I don't touch them because I hate them and they're the (laughs) devil. Um, and then it's playtime and then I'll get that fantastic text from a friend who says, you know, do you want to come over and bring the kids and have coffee? And that's always a yes. Um, and so my day, which really drives my husband nuts and drives me nuts too, but I haven't changed it is kind of this like zigzaggy hot mess, but I love doing things with my kids like library and park and walks and, um, just hanging out. Uh, what I would love to do better is time block. So just, you know, like in this age of my kids do things that are, uh, that they're capable of. So like 20 minute chunks versus an hour chunk. So if I were to do 20 minutes of Norwex while they were working on something and then they got my next 20 minutes because you know, next is nap time or potty time or I'm wiping somebody's butt in there. (laughs) Um, I would love to structure it a little bit better. Uh, especially as my business is getting bigger. I mean, I've got something like 75 team members under me. Um, So, you know, that requires more time that I don't have to give. I just enjoy, really, really enjoy being with and around my kids. Um, And so I would like to have something better to offer them. Like if I was more structured, then they would know what to expect from me. Uh, But my day is kind of this like following, you know, whatever is being put in front of me right now at this particular age group. Um, And I will have to change that for sure. I think I felt very much the same way when I had that kind of same age span. Yeah. It was just like, it's so, there's still so many immediate needs. Yes. Um, butt wiping and, oh, I'm hungry. And, you know, like those uh-huh. things where they don't have even the emotional control to say, I can wait for a minute to do whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, no. Yeah, they, there's no waiting. You just feel like y- as much as you can even set up a schedule, you can never stick to it because there are so many immediate needs from people. Yes. And that can become really frustrating. And sometimes it's just best to be like, this is the way it is. (laughs) We'll change it as we are able to, as people mature. But right now we just can't. Yeah. That's my kind of theme is this is our chapter. My goal is for this not to be always the chapter, at least in my, you know, my unorganized brain. I, I do think that God is still letting me human so that he can work on me and working on me means that I do have to change some things. Yeah. Um, but I love, I love my ages. I love the ages. This only lasts so long. And again, I know this because my friends, kids are all in the next chapter and they don't have my chapter anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Just trying. Yeah. Well, hang in there. It does. It does change. (laughs) It does change. I will tell you that. And then it's a little bit you know, easier to segment those things. Yes. Yep. Good. So how are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life? Oh gosh. Okay. So currently cultivating lovely, there's a couple different things. Um, one is I actually lead worship at my church that my husband and I've gone to for the last 12 years. And music is a big deal in my home, in my heart, in my life. I've 
uh, been a worship leader for 20 plus years. And so I would say keeping that connection is a big deal. So having that connection to music, um, worship, singing, uh, it does look very different as a mom than pre-children. So like I had my four-year-old walk up to me once and he was so proud and he must have been three at this time and he was holding his hand out and I couldn't even see anything in his hand. And you know, those, um, screwdrivers there, it's like a little floral hammer, but in the hammer is like a little screwdriver and a littler screwdriver and then a littler one. And it's this little tiny hammer that you like keep in your junk drawer. So he walks up to me and he has this teeny tiny screwdriver in his hand from one of the 40 pieces of that hammer. And, um, he was so proud. He goes, mom, look what I got out of your guitar. And it was a teeny tiny screw from one of the tuning bolts. Oh, And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I think the blood just drained from my body. Like you show me exactly where you got that. And thankfully we got it in and that was the only screw he had taken out. But you know, we're talking like, yeah, I would never have done that to myself, uh, yeah. free children. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's it's different, you know, like you try and practice a worship song with a screaming child who isn't as yep. entertained by your voice yeah. as you think he should be. Yeah. Um, so that's, those are ways that, that's one of the ways that I try and cultivate lovely in my home is music. Um, and then I would say this sounds less than lovely, but is truly lovely in my mind. And that is there are a lot of allowances that I think I have at 38 that I wouldn't have had at say if I had kids at 24. Um, and that is the mud and the poop and the worms and the rocks and the dirt. I mean, really you can tell I'm not a clean freak by any means. (laughs) Those are just easy for me to accept. Um, it's kind of like, a okay, so someone just pooped on the carpet. Okay. So my son found out that worms are slimy when you smash them on our floor and he keeps bringing worms in or now we have chickens and a chicken pooped in our kitchen. Okay. <laughs> the kids keep bringing them in the house, take them outside. Um, but there's so much more time for that. Yeah. And I enjoy this stage of life because I know I'm not going to have a 22 year old who stuffs his pockets with rocks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we just, we take it. And I think that that creates a home for my kids um, that might be a little messier than my friends' homes. And I say little with air quotes. Um, <laughs> it might be a little messier, but they for sure know that there's space for them to just be kids right now. And I like that. Yeah. That's a really good one. I like that too. Yeah. Okay. So my lovelies, I'm going to share an actual lovely that's been working and then a lovely that I tried and it (laughs) (laughs) fell flat on its face. So lately what we do, our living situation is just like, it's chaos right now. Mm -hmm. So we sleep at my grandma's house which is nice because I have a bedroom. Wow. After a year, that's great. And I have a TV now. And so like at night I can relax and not be in the same room with my kids and they've got a Mm -hmm. room with bunk beds and okay. So we sleep there, but 
we get there at like eight o'clock at night. So we leave in the morning, we go to school, we actually come over to my parents' house and do dinner and everything over here. I actually usually get the girls ready for bed over here. And then we drive back to grandma's and we go to sleep. Wow. So it's, it's this weird place of being like, I don't call anywhere home. You know, yeah, it's like we sleep at grandma's, we work at Nana and Papa's, we eat at Nana and Papa's. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just this weird transition thing. But we have this, you know, journey every night to our beds. And so I have been playing Hamilton songs that are calmer. We have for <laughs> many, a couple of years now, Dear Theodosia. Are you familiar with Hamilton at all? I'm not. I've only seen bits and pieces. Okay. Well, Dear Theodosia is like this song that Aaron Burr and Hamilton sing to their babies when they're Mm. born. And so for a couple of years, that's been like a lullaby that I would sing to my kids at night and we'd kind of all sing together and stuff. But we found a couple of more tracks. And I know that sounds far-fetched, but there are a couple more tracks on Hamilton, you know, the hip-hop musical. Yeah actually are like more laid back and everything and so when we get in the car at night if we don't have the same page to be catching up on like if we're all caught up then the kids are always like play the slow songs and so we have these like two or three songs that are just long enough to get us over to my grandma's house and it's this great way of kind of getting everybody you know calm down a little bit of course we go Mm. in there and then the girls shortly lose their minds and it's you know chaotic and please just go to bed (laughs) and then we're done you said please good job well on the podcast I say please (laughs) in real life it's more like so help me god God. you do not go to bed right now right and I actually their bedroom is upstairs and mine's in the basement and I have a monitor that's a two-way monitor And so I can hear everything that they're doing and then I can choose to respond, you know, to back to them. And there's a lot of, if I have to come up there. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But that's actually, that's not my failure thing. That's, that's the, like, (laughs) actually doing. That's that's, the winning one. Yes, that's the winning one. (laughs) My failure thing is that, so Ellie started preschool She goes on Tuesdays and Thursdays and, Mm -hmm. you know, none of my kids have ever gone to preschool. This is a whole new world. But I'm also finding I haven't just been alone with a three-year-old in a Mm -hmm. long time. I have, you know, it's been since Roman was three. So that's nine years ago. And at, you know, 34, my three-year-old tolerance (laughs) Has diminished because I have all these older kids that I'm used to being around and without them to kind of be a buffer it's like oh yep. wow this is all three <laughs> and so we you know I'm kind of we're we're both enjoying the preschool she loves like going because she's lonely too during the day her siblings yeah. aren't around and so she's really loving preschool but we have this awkward hour in the morning where I've dropped the kids off at school but she doesn't have to be to preschool for another whole hour mm-hmm. so I had the brilliant idea yesterday like well you and I we're gonna have a special date and we are going to go to Starbucks and I will buy you a hot chocolate and we will just sit there and be big girls together and get to chat and so everything was gro- going great but then she didn't want to put a straw in her cup and I was like okay the well I'll make you a deal the first time you spill then the straw goes in the cup. Mm-hmm. Okay, mommy. Okay. So 
next thing I know, she was doing great. And then I look over and she literally stuck her tongue under the cup oh. like a funnel uh-huh. And tipped it back and just hot oh. chocolate down the jean uh-huh. jacket, just, I mean, everywhere. Yeah. So she proceeds to take off the jean jacket while I'm sticking the straw in the cup, because that was the deal. And I'm like, <laughs> no, don't take off the coat, because if you make a mess, like, just keep it all on the coat. Yeah. And no, I want this coat off. And so now we've got your, worst, oh, you know, the starts yes. of a, a full three-year-old meltdown in the middle of Starbucks. And then, no, I don't want the straw. Mm. I'm like, but that was the deal. Well, I don't want the deal. <laughs> and so I haul her <laughs> in one arm and two <gasps> drinks and oh. my purse and the keys and managed to stay relatively calm get us out to the car she's screaming the whole way put her in the car and you know a couple minutes later we're probably halfway to preschool and she had calmed down and she was like mommy I'm so sorry that I was a bad girl I know I shouldn't have thrown a fit I'm sorry I was like wow well I'm impressed by your maturity (laughs) to calm yourself down Thank you. That's great. Okay. And she said, may I please have my hot chocolate? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> since you calmed yourself down, all right, but you're getting the straw. So I give her the cup. Oh. I'm driving along, just like chatting. What do you think you're going to do at preschool today? Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I get the car in park. So Ellie, oh my goodness. I yeah. turned around and even with the straw. Mm-hmm. That hot cocoa was yep. everywhere. And yep. her face, it was just like, well, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> her face was like, well, you did it. Yeah, I guess you guess gave that it to was me. your problem, mom. <laughs> I tried. And <laughs> so it was just luckily oh. I had like one random awkward shirt to put on her and take her into, you know, her third day of preschool and be like, this isn't how I dressed her today. I was being the winning mom, taking her for hot cocoa and, oh, well, yeah. Good. Good job. Yeah. That was good. So basically walked away from that one and said, never again. Yeah. Never, ever again. Yeah. (laughs) It reminds me of when my mom comes over to visit and Boy, I think, I think some grandmas take the grandma thing and like they go next level uh, because they can, because yeah. they know what they experience with yes. children. And so what my mom does is she has just notoriously become known for getting the kids hot chocolate and cake pops from Starbucks. Oh. So she decides she's going to leave Sunday morning to head back home um, while we're getting ready for church. And she runs to Starbucks, uh, gets cake pops and hot chocolate, comes back, gives the kids cake pops and hot chocolate, and then pieces out. Oh. I'm like, you can't, like, now we can't go to church. There's no way oh, I man. can give the nursery workers these children. Like, that is a lot of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, but no, she's happy. Like, here you go. What are you going to yeah. say no to grandma? Yeah. And when she, especially when they do it, like, in front of the kids. Like, oh, yes. Well. Yes. No, I'm sorry. Mean mom says, no, you can't have that. <laughs> oh, it's painful. Mm-hmm. So painful. It is. I love like... my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. Okay. Are you ready for the stock questions? Yes. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Oh, always essential oil diffuser. Okay. This next one, it's 
I'm going to be shocked if you say anything else, but cloth napkins or paper? Cloth. That's a given. Norwex, people, where can they yes. find you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Marisa Warwick at norwex.biz. There you go. Okay. City or country? Ooh, country. Okay. Paper or digital? <gasps> paper, because I'm really digitally dumb. Okay. You you know, I didn't even have Skype. <laughs> yes, but a lot of people don't have Skype. Okay. So if you don't do this often, you know. That's... I off, I just hand my husband things like my phone. I'm like, I just want to text and take pictures. Make it happen. Like, here, fix it. Fix it. <laughs> Show me the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, shopping. This one will probably also fall along those paths, I think. But would you rather do it online or in-store? You know, online. Okay. Yeah, I so don't So you're have tech patience. savvy enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, I that. can yeah, I can shop online. I just I don't like shop I I'm way too impatient at stores and I don't like spending money too. So I usually walk around with things in my hands and then I put them all back. Okay. So just get what you need online. It's yes, it is really it's what we need. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need a mental break. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Four o'clock. It's seven o'clock and I'm wondering what I'm going to make for dinner. That's, uh, I, yeah, that's okay. why I changed that question to say, or whatever time you make dinner, because I had so many people say like, what? But like, especially in my former life, that was a requirement. So yes, yeah, whatever no. time you make dinner, do you listen to a podcast or to music? Ooh, generally podcasts because I can usually incorporate uh, Norwex training while ah. I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So they're Norwex podcasts. Yes, generally. Okay. Do you have other favorite non-Norwex pro- podcasts? I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey, Christy Wright okay. uh, stuff. And so I tend to listen to them quite a bit. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Oh, chocolate, milk but I went stupid keto and so I haven't had chocolate milk in a while. Okay. Sports or no sports? Oh, sports. Well, no, that's a lie. (laughs) I played a lot of sports like college level and varsity and, but my poor husband got the non-sports version of me (laughs) because, which I mean, like really it was such a bait and switch and this poor guy, uh, like I loved sports and I don't think I was lying. I think I really did love sports, but I might've just been flirting a lot. And then when we got married and especially when we started having kids, if there is like a Seahawks game on, I take that as like my permission to leave. Like, you know, kids are taking a nap. My husband has a game on. I'm like, peace out. I have things to do. Yeah. I'm so it, it's now my break time. That's hilarious. I know. It's so sad for him, though. Yeah. I found, though, that I really started enjoying football season more than basketball season. Could I yeah. I could kind of, like, ignore the football and do whatever I wanted. But basketball season, those squeaky shoes on the floor <laughs> is, like, enough to send me over the edge. Make it I love stop. it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Probably broadcast. I don't know. I like talking. Yeah, I could see that. I would have picked that for you. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Oh, gosh. Okay. There's a movie called The Power of One, and it has been my all-time favorite movie, and then somewhere around there would be like Last of the Mohicans. Okay. 
Who's in the power of one? Okay, so Morgan Freeman is, and he's uh, just one of the supporting actors. I can't remember the main character's uh, actor name, um, but it, I mean, it's basically based around apartheid and it's in okay. Germany and Africa and it's just a very power. It's one of the most powerful movies I've ever watched. And I would say it probably influences quite a bit of what I do, either parenting or ministry or church. It's wow. a very powerful movie. Yeah. Wow. Well, then yep. people should watch it for sure. Yes. You need to go find yes. it. <laughs> you should. It's very powerful. Okay. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 mm-hmm. is completely crunchy singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, mm-hmm. where are you on that spectrum? Okay. I think there's like head crunchy and like, you know, actual crunchy. Okay. And I, I think that I, so I've never been anything crunchy, um, until like four years ago, three years ago. And I mean, we're kind of taking some turns here. Like I never would have considered home birth. I never would have considered cleaning with cloth and water. I never would have considered oils and whole foods and cloth uh, diapering. Yes. All and really, truly, most of those choices are way more based in pragmatism than in earthiness. Yeah. And um, I would say that the outcome is that I make a lot of very green choices, but out of being practical more than out of you know, being earthy. And so I think that, I think I'd probably be shunned from the crunchy world just (laughs) because of like the, you know, the motivation, motivation. Yes. Yes. But I always say that about my first birth. The reason I didn't have an epidural was because I was afraid of being catheterized, not because of some like (laughs) higher calling to have a natural labor. I just didn't want to be catheterized. I didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. The reason I didn't have an epidural was because that was $2,000. I'm like, I can push a baby out for $2,000 less. I love that. Yeah, I'm very, very practical financially. (laughs) So what is your final number? We still don't have a number here. Of wait, final number of what? Oh, From zero to final 10. number. I mean, I would say like actions, like I'm probably an eight, but like, you know, in motivation, I'm like a two. Okay. I think that is totally fair. And I love the distinction. Yeah. Cause yeah, whether, whether you are in your heart or not, <laughs> your actions speak louder than yeah, Words. I don't, I don't shave my legs and my armpits, not because I'm making a stand, <laughs> but because I don't want to take the time to do it. There you go. Also, I'm pregnant, so I don't really need to like, you know, hit, hit on my husband. <laughs> you already got what you needed. Right? That is hilarious. Yes. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh, it was a joy. Always. Yes. All right. I will hopefully have you on again sometime. That would be super fun. I love it. Thank you so much. Yep. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Marisa is such a hoot. I hope you guys enjoyed her as much as I do. You can find all of her information and how to contact her if you're interested in Norwex or any of the rest by going to boldturquoise.com slash 089. Find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Kappa. I love connecting with you guys there. It's my absolute favorite way to talk to you guys. And of course, I love hanging out with you in Patreon as well. You can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to find out all the different offerings that we have over there. It's actually a double subscription 
connection with our other podcast, The Same Page. You can find The Same Page at thesamepagepodcast.com or you can search The Same Page on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks so much, you guys, for being loyal listeners, spreading the word on the show. You guys are my marketing team and my biggest cheerleaders, and I am so grateful for you. Until next time, go be bold and gracious. Thank you.